This is Jared and Daigle with MetalSpeak.com. We are here with Dave from Revocation. How's it going? It's going great, man. Guys, we're here on the uh, Denver stop of the Summer Slaughter Tour. Yep. How's, the, uh, how's the tour going so far? Uh, it's, it's winding down now. We only have like four dates left, but uh, it's, it's been absolutely awesome. You know, just uh, the crowd's been great, and uh, all the bands have been really cool, and we've been getting along, partying, hanging out, just having a great time. It's like heavy metal summer camp. Right on. Yeah. What's been the best stop so far? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Montreal was really, really good. Um, did really well in Merch there, and the crowd was really awesome. Uh, New York was a, a standout. That was a really, really good show. Um, I mean, they've all been, you know, great. You know, obviously, every show's going to have little variations in intensity or whatever, but, I mean, for the most part, they've, they've all been, like, really killer, and the response has been just awesome. Sweet. Is there any bands in the lineup that you had to check out before that really impressed you? Or? Um, I mean, I've, I've heard of all the bands before. You know, Periphery and Cattle, we've, we've toured with before, which was cool. Um, uh, animals I've never seen live, and they uh, actually neither I haven't seen Dillinger live either. Uh, and those two bands really um, just blow me away. Um, obviously, you know different reasons. Um, Dillinger just have so much intensity to their live show, uh, and the, all the guys in Animals are you know just real, real next level musicians. So um, it's been it's been awesome uh, seeing those two bands live. Um, but I mean, you know, all the bands really bring it. I mean, I've been a fan of Aeon since I was a kid. And, you know. Be going right after them, so you know. Basically, when I'm warming up, they're they're playing, um, so I get to watch like basically their whole set every night. And so you know, every band brings something different to the table, and you know it's all under the extreme metal, you know, umbrella. But each are different, varying uh, degrees of it. Yeah. You heard any uh, negative feedback from some of the purists about all the frog bands in the bill, or is it been pretty mellow? Uh, I mean, like to, uh, to me personally, no. But I mean, obviously, you're gonna like see comments online about stuff like that. I mean, you can't please anybody and, you know, with the internet the way it is today, you're always going to get someone who's going to be, you know, posting some kind of negative comment. I think most of the time it's just sort of like get a rise out of people, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, when you start engaging that and getting pissed off about it, you kind of realize, like, you're getting angry at, like, a 16-year-old kid, you know? Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's not like they're, you know, engaging you on, like, a level of, like, real debate or anything. It's just sort of, like, meant to, like, piss you off and you start getting upset and sort of giving them what they want, you know? Yeah. 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 So you guys just put a new album out, self-titled. It's a couple weeks old now. Mm-hmm. You guys getting a lot of good feedback for one of the shows here? Or? Yeah, the feedback's been, been awesome. Um, you know, just, uh, I can't, uh, I, I can't complain. I mean, everyone's been really supportive of the new record and, uh, you know, everything from fans to, you know, actual reviews from critics and stuff that I've seen. Uh, they've been great so far. Yeah. Well, yeah. For our part, it fucking rules. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really, really we're big fans of the last two, too. So. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. I wanted to ask about the track Invidious, mm-hmm. the banjo thing. It's banjo, right? Yeah. Is that you playing? Yep. Did you, like, have to, did you already know how to play, or did you have to learn? Or? No, I don't, I don't play banjo. Like, I actually tuned it like a guitar. Did you? But I, I just wanted the sound on it, on the record, yeah. so I actually ended up buying a banjo recording that part and returning it the next day um yeah maybe one day down the line i'll I'll mess with it more but it was it was more about the the sound was what i wanted and and the part itself was sort of inspired by that kind of banjo roll sound some of those country licks and whatever right so that was more uh you know trying to just give a different sound for the record um but yeah you know people that ask me about it now like oh what's banjo skills like right i have no banjo (laughs) i do nothing like guitar (laughs) 
Well, I wouldn't have known. I don't know enough about banjo to, to pick out tunings, but I mean, it sounds like it sounded like it was being played by somebody who knew what they were doing. Well, that's good. That was the goal, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's I'm, I'm glad that uh, I was able to to fake it until I make it. <laughs> but not enough to be like I'm going to keep this thing and learn how to slay. Well, it, well, phase. yeah. I mean, I, I focus more on the enough on the guitar as it is. Yeah. So bring another instrument, and I just getting confused. Well, that's that. That brings another question I wanted to ask about your playing in general. So you kind of hinted, it, does, does it get to like where it's you've had enough guitar and you need a break? Because your playing live has blown me away. Uh, I would say almost as much as Steve I and nobody else. Oh wow, thanks, man. Yeah, you, because you have that quality where it's like you're one with the guitar, and you just don't see that all over. I was I was so impressed. So we saw you at the Black Sheep. Um, last year oh, cool. I think anyway in Colorado Springs and um anyway so I, I needed to I was I, I told Jared we were going to talk to you I need to ask you about your like practice techniques and like your secret because if you tell me all you do is practice I'm going to have to like call your BS because there's got to be some <laughs> other secret because you know seriously you're thanks man yeah I mean I don't really know if there's a secret I mean I think you know I mean I, I obviously practice is important I mean you got to work with like a metronome that's big you know having good time you know, is, is important, especially when you're working on, like, you know, more intricate lines and whatnot, you know, slowing things down and building up a, uh, you know, slowly with a metronome to, to where you can play it fast. Um, you know, I was always sort of taught, you know, mentality is, like, if you can't play something slow, you can't play it fast. You know, it, it might sound okay fast, but, you know, it kind of maybe grazing over some stuff right. that you should be nailing more. Um, but, you know, so that's always a constant struggle for any musician, I think, is, you know, working on intricate stuff and you know, getting it so it sounds clean and consistent every night uh, so you can, you know, replicate it. Um, other than that, um, I mean, the big thing I'm into is just sort of expanding my horizons in terms of music. I mean, I, I'm pretty well-versed in metal. Um, you know, it's, obviously it's the genre I play. It's my passion. Um, but I'm also really passionate about, you know, jazz. I went to school for that. Um, you know, studied with a lot of different jazz musicians and whatnot. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to right now that I'm working on are like you know trying to work on my sight reading chops more and working on like you know improv over over different tunes and you know learn different repertoire and and uh, you know different solos from other jazz musicians just, just to open up my uh, you know mind a little bit in, ter um, in terms of that side of music uh, and hopefully that can then seep its way into yeah you know my writing with revocation in, in little little ways here and there that yeah. makes sense. You definitely have a very catchy style, you know, unique. Thank you. It's easy to to know what you're, what you're playing, you know. It's Thanks. Well, that's, that's the goal. It's like, I think for any musician is, you know, when, when you want someone to hear you, just like, you know, you can recognize someone's voice, you want to be able to recognize someone's playing. Um, you know, otherwise, you don't want to sound like a carbon copy clone of, yeah. you know, a bunch of different people that are out there already doing the stuff. So uh, I think that's actually, like, one of the biggest compliments you can give any musician is, like, when I hear you play... I know that it's used within, like else, you know, yeah. 30 seconds of listening to it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, like, you know, you actively strive for that or it just kind of comes out naturally. But um, that's obviously, you know, the goal. Like, when you hear Dimebag play, you know it's Dime. Right. You know, when you hear Steve Vai play, you know, or, you know, you know, Slash. You know, there's all these different iconic guitar players that you hear, whether it's their tone or their inflection or, you know, even the way they do vibrato. I mean, Marty Friedman, you know, yeah. the way he has, like, you know, he plays these weird exotic runs and it's this you know awesome killer vibrato um, you just instantly know it's his his playing style so that's something that I'm you know constantly working on and developing and striving for to hopefully you know have my have my own sound that sets me apart nice
in the early days. Sorry, stop me because I I could go all day on guitar chops. I got like maybe one or two, but um, but I'm curious. Like in the early days of your like practicing, did you have like a regimented workout of like you know finger like techniques or like runs that you would just do over and over, or um, just kind of whatever came up? Yeah, in my early days, I was just I was just going to my like, parents' basement and just play over Guns N' Roses songs and like either like learn the solos outright or learn bits and pieces. But really, it was a lot like of improvisation, like getting different lines down and di- you know like uh, you know whether it's like you know learning part of a solo and you know I mean like oh let me try and work that in like because I would just like let the whole song play and just you know I'd play the riff for a little bit and then I'd try and go into a solo even on parts that weren't the solo section just to kind of get practice improvising and whatnot and making melodies you know even if they were terrible just to, to get through and get used to that um, playing with like a quote-unquote band even though my backing band was yeah. Guns N' Roses at the time. <laughs> right. um, so you know you just you just uh, you know pl- playing through that and obviously you know um, working on other stuff that you need to work on you know whether it's you know basic technique chopping stuff I, mean, I, I studied with Joe Stump when I was younger uh, when I was doing high school and also a little bit in college and he's just like insane super shredded totally clean with everything he plays like um you know Ingve level of neoclassical shred lord yeah. isms and stuff like that so uh you know working with him really you know helped me to tighten up some of my my chops and at the same time you know going to an arts high school that i went to i was introduced to jazz in early age so working on you know doing chord voicings and whatnot and that kind of stuff so that's just trying to you know broaden uh your musical palette and uh, being open to a lot of different things, I think, will just help you progress as a musician, no matter what you do. Cool. Right on. <laughs> I keep going. If you need me to. <laughs> How's the uh, rest of the year looking for you guys? Uh, we're doing um, Black Dahlia and Aborted. Basically, when we get home, we have like two weeks off after this tour ends, and then we do do that. And then as soon as that's done, we go out um, to Death Angel in the States. It's like Death Angel, Fingers of Blood, Battle Cross, Diamond Plate. So that'll be a real thrashy, yeah. in your face tour. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. And after that, um, I don't know, we might just hibernate for a little while because we've grounded pretty hard up to that point. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of time on the road. Yeah. yeah. It'll be going solid until about Thanksgiving, basically. So. Yeah. <laughs> While you're on the road and stuff, do you work on writing stuff, or is it just focusing on the? If it shows? comes to me, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I I like to kind of be in my own personal headspace when I write, and oftentimes when you're on the road, there's so much stuff, yeah, going on. Um, but you know, if you pick up a guitar and something pops out, you know, I always have like my iPhone on me so I can record, record like, you know, it right then and there. Actually, we had a little, we had two days off, uh, in between Philly and New York, and we were, and our, our bass player lives in Jersey, so. He crashed at his house, so that was nice. I got to like sit down, and go into a room by myself, and play for a while. I actually ended up writing a couple of riffs that I dug, oh, nice. uh, and then just working on different like I was working on some jazz solos, like going through learning like a Alan Holdsworth solo over Countdown, like chopping my way through it, uh, and working a little bit with a um, guitar player named Lage Lund. He's a jazz guitar player, working on one of his transcriptions. Um, so you know, just kind of staying up to date with you know metal chops writing and whatnot but also again you know trying to push myself and you know, continually go outside your comfort zone and learn new solos work on sight reading all that kind of stuff that I feel like for me myself 
now I want to start really focusing on and working on more and more. Cool. Right on. Um, guitar wise, play Jacksons, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you, you know, do you feel like you can tap into that, like, you know, intimate relationship that you have with your guitar with other types of guitars, or is it, do you, you need that Jackson? Um, well, I mean, every guitar is different, you know what I mean? Um, so I think different things might, you know, might pop out on, on different instruments just because it's like, you know, they're a different sound, or, you know, whether the pickups are different, or even like, you know, the difference between like an electric acoustic is, is huge, so, um, you know, different things work for, different guitars work for different things, um, but I mean, in terms of like, revocation sound, like me being on stage, I definitely feel most comfortable with the Warrior, it's sort of like the shape that I think, you know, sort of helping to further define me as a guitar player, I mean, you think about different guitar players, like Slash always had his, you know, yeah, Les Paul, right. or... And Dime had like you know his Washburns or his Deans or whatever you know in that in that shape. And, yeah. Um, not a lot of people play the Warrior, which is actually surprising to me because I think it's Jackson's coolest shape yeah. that they make. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like it's really cool because like it, it looks cool when you stand with it, but it's also really comfortable to sit with. Um, some of the oddly shaped guitars like sit weird. Yeah. When you try to sit down and play. V's for sure. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. They just they, there's nothing. You, know, you have to hold them <laughs> in a, in a, a different angle. Yeah. The Warrior sits nice and flush with your leg. Um, so I definitely, you know, like playing that live because it's, you know, people come up to me and like, like, oh, you know, I know the warrior, you know, from you, um, which is cool. It's like, uh, you know, again, I think it helps to further sort of you know, people, whatever people can identify with you as a yeah. musician, you know, the more things they can do that I think, uh, the better, you know, again, getting like, like Slash, I mean, you just picture him with that Les Paul, Cherry Burst, yeah. you know, or Gold Top Les Paul, but, you know, that's just so... His, uh, he really made it his own. Not that other people haven't, obviously. There's tons of people that play Les Pauls, but for me growing up, he was such a big yeah. influence on me that anytime I see like a, a cherry burst, I think like yeah. top hat and like cigarette hanging out of yep. the mouth. Like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jackson's for me are, you know, they feel most comfortable on stage. Like that's sort of my guitar. You know? Cool. Nice. <laughs> probably about to do it. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> Come on. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, guys.